I was like, okay, where do I change my major? Because <laughs> I was like, I am not mathematically gifted. I can tell Calculus you that now. is no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did many a tutor session with <laughs> early on with calculus. And I was like, man, this is my first semester. Well, this ain't good. No, nope. it's not a good. This is not a good sign if I'm already taking, if I'm already having to be tutored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's time to switch it up. This, this is the vibes. Welcome back to Cinevibes. It's a special episode for two reasons. One, this is the last episode of season two. Mmm. Last episode, wow. We've come to this point. It's been building. We've had movie drafts. We've had some great guests. And we're ending on what we think is a pretty high note with our guest today, who is Kevin Johnson. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone you may not know by name, perhaps, but I'm guaranteeing you've seen on the hit show Ozark, reprising his role as Sam Dermody. Kevin Johnson is a fantastic guest. Honestly, he dropped so many amazing wisdom bombs in this episode. Yeah, nuggets for days. It's like a 20-piece, at least. It's a 20-piece nugget. Dare I say, a 50-piece, which (laughs) I, I have finished once in my life. I've done the challenge. I'm kidding. I haven't done it. Don't ask me to do it, please. I don't need that calories in my life. (laughs) Send us an email and ask, can I do it? (laughs) Send us a dare. Don't you dare triple dog dare me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're going to really enjoy this episode. It's really fun, really great. Kevin talks a lot about how he started in the industry and also drops a lot of really good tips, not only for acting or uh, for the industry, but for life in general. Yeah, I found myself wanting to just hear him in an audio book mm-hmm. telling me about how I should live my life yeah. personally. And with that being said, y'all, let's get into the episode. Kevin Johnson, my man, how have you been? Good, man. Yeah, just uh, staying, staying busy, like going back and forth with Ozark and uh, yeah, another another project that I can't really. <laughs> mm, talk to the NDA's strike. Talk too much about, but it's gonna be. It's, it's, it'll be something good. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you starting to notice a lot more things picking up as of recently? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I was working on a project before the. Well, the project I'm working on right now with Ozark. Mm-hmm. We were shooting it right before the pandemic. Yeah. And. And then everything shut down, and I was like, "Yeah, just uh, we'll, we'll be back in like two weeks, and we'll be we'll I, be in touch." <laughs> I knew that that wasn't. No. I was like, "No, oh, this is." I was talking to some of my other actor friends, and <laughs> I called one of them. It's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, I called one of them up, and I was like, "Yeah, so I mean, well, I mean, it's not going to be that long. We'll be back at it." And she goes, "Kevin, we're looking at probably a year." And I said, "What? Come on, no." No. no. Yeah. 
Yep, here we are, a year and a half later. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Before we continue with the interview, here's what's been going on in the news. The biggest thing that happened this last week was the trailer for Dune dropped. And as all of you should know by this point, I'm a huge fan of the book and then also a huge fan of Denis Villeneuve. I'm a big fan of Timothy Chalamet. I'm a big fan of everybody else in this film that is coming out. So I'm really excited and I really love the trailer. So I would love to hear what you all think of the trailer. Also, another big thing with Dune You can listen to the first two tracks by Hans Zimmer, which are Paul's Dream and Ripples in the Sand on Spotify right now. I'm sure you can find it on Apple Music or wherever else you find music, but you can go ahead and listen and get your taste of Dune sonically on streaming services right now, music streaming services. But with that being said, let's get back to the interview with Kevin. Obviously, we want to talk about Ozark and your role as Sam Dermody, but before that, it looks like you have credits dating all the way back to 2009, Mm -hmm. doing some Mm -hmm. short film type of work. Yeah. What's that journey been like? Talk us through how you got into film, what those passions were, what sparked that, and kind of from there to Ozark. Yeah, um, so... I got into acting in college, went to Clemson University, go Tigers. Yo, no way. You went to Clemson? Yeah. Boy, (laughs) we out here. So did I. Let's get it. There you go. Bleeding orange and purple, man. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I got into acting there. I went in as a computer science major, realized that, you know, that takes a, you got to know a lot about math and. Like this, like the yes. phrase from one of the movies goes, "I was told there would be no math." Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, this just isn't gonna. I don't think this is gonna work out." So, I switched over to an English major, minored in, uh, I think, advertising. Mm-hmm. Really, because I was a huge Friends fan and Chandler yep. decided to get mm-hmm. into advertising. So, for some reason, I was like, "Well, that would be fun." Yeah, and. But I decided to try something, you know, like a different kind of activity uh, to break out of my shell. So I said, well, you know what? I've never never taken acting classes or I've never auditioned for a play. So mm-hmm. I decided to audition for my first play, which was uh, The Heidi Chronicles, if I remember correctly. Okay. And didn't get a part in it, but learned a lot about like what a cold read is, uh, what 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 sides was like i didn't know any of that stuff right yeah so then the following semester i signed up for acting classes at at the college and Mm -hmm. got you know learned about strategies and uh, objectives and um, obstacles yeah and then that semester i think the big musical was going to be burial at Thebes. And I was like, all right, well, mm. I want to, I want to get a part in this. So I got to, you know, buckle down and see if I can, you know, make something happen here. So, yeah, of course I choose a monologue because I was taking Shakespeare at the time. And so of course I choose the, the, 
one of the hardest monologues in Shakespeare, which is now's uh, Winter of Our Discontent, Richard mm. III. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, but it went well. Uh, I got a <laughs> I got a role in it, and it was um, it was one of the parts that didn't involve singing, because mm. I didn't think that I could sing at the time. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely come back to that. So my first day, like on stage, was pretty pretty cool. Uh, also very nervous because you know you're in front of a huge crowd and right. there's like a there was like a ramp that went through almost like a wrestling ring which is what? which i tell uh that's nice i've told people like it felt like going back to when i was a kid because i was a huge wrestling fan growing up and yeah it was like walking down to the ring like you're the rock or you're stone cold <laughs> mm. you can't help but have a little bit of that swagger even though it's yeah it's supposed to take place a long time ago but you know uh my character was uh I was bringing Antigone, if anybody's uh, mm -hmm. aware of uh, the Greek tragedy, Antigone. I was bringing her down the ramp to Creon, mm -hmm. the king, because she was being charged with, uh, I think uh, she was burying her brother who had, uh, who was a traitor to the kingdom or something. So she was being yeah. arrested for that. So I was bringing her down. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh and then I went from that play to a Shakespeare play, which we did in the black box. And it was, mm -hmm. uh, I always forget if it's Henry the fourth or Henry the fifth, but I played Bardolph and I'm trying okay. to remember which one he was in. I want to say it was Henry the fifth. And, mm -hmm. uh, so that was cool. Cause we, we actually did that play. We went to, uh, Tangier Island. And okay. because apparently the the dialect for Shakespeare is very close to the Southern dialect. Like that mm -hmm. was what mm -hmm. we were trying to trying to do. So we went to yeah. Tangier okay. Island to kind of see what their dialect was like, because uh, it's apparently when you live in Tangier Island, you don't really leave for the most part. So they're right. They don't have like their dialect hasn't been. uh mixed with other dialects right so it's okay so it's supposed to relatively uh be close to the shakespearean dialect according to the theory yeah so that was a lot of fun we did that in the black box theater campfire kind mm. of setting when we did that yeah and then uh let's see what else i played Willy wonka at uh oh, nice. like little clemson theater um mm. so off campus yeah I, I I passed by there a good few times. Yeah. yeah, it was that was a lot of. I think that was Little Clemson Theater. I know I did. It's right downtown Seneca. Yeah, I did 1950s Radio yeah. Hour there, and I want maybe that wasn't done at Little Clemson Theater, but I played Willy Wonka because the girl yeah. who uh, who like did my hair or something a lot of times when mm -hmm. I went to get my hair cut. She was like, "Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm doing." Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and we just can't find a Willy Wonka. And I know you're an actor, so would you be interested? Uh, you know, coming and auditioning. I mean, you basically got the mm. part, but we just need you. <laughs> we, we wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great feeling. So that was really cool. <laughs> Getting a haircut and you get a role. Wow. Yeah. Um, get to you know embody Gene Wilder. So 
Yeah. Yes, your inner Gene Wilder. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then uh, the big, big play, like right before I graduated, was You're in Town, the musical. Mm-hmm. And it was all singing. So I was like, mm. huh, all right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to check out the uh, the soundtrack and see if I can, you know, maybe sing. Never tried. Yeah. Checked it out and started practicing. And I was like, wow, that doesn't sound too bad. And one of my mm-hmm. one of my friends, uh, she's a really good singer. She came out of the uh, one of the the voice room, you know, where you practice. Yeah. And she's like, Kevin, was that you? And I said, yeah, was that okay? I don't know. She's like, what do you, yeah, that was, Mm -hmm. that was really good. You had the vibrato and everything. It was like a natural Mm -hmm. kind of vibrato that apparently you have, you know, I mean, it's something that you learn to do, but I guess it, I had just always had it because uh, my mom is a country, well, she was a country singer when she was a kid. So Mm -hmm. I think I get my because i can sing like garth brooks like karaoke that's one of my yeah. one of my go-to's go to uh, <laughs> the ace in the hole the back pocket yeah <laughs> yeah friends in low places i get up there and sing that and they're just like what that yeah, that's yeah. coming out of that body okay <laughs> so that's fantastic yeah audition for you're in town didn't book a didn't get a role but i got a call back and it was funny because i i chose <laughs> I chose for my uh, the first round of auditions. I was a big Apocalypse Now fan, so oh, yeah. of course yeah. I choose uh, "This Is the End" by The Doors. Another just <laughs> not the, you probably you know for a musical, it's probably not your. It's not something yeah. that they're normally going to hear, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe hey, that helped me get there. a callback. So yeah, yeah. So that was my uh, that was my college days. Mm-hmm. Then moved home. The plan was to move to uh, Chicago first. Ah, okay. Because everybody, that's where everybody was going. Um, so that was a plan. Called like mm-hmm. some restaurants in downtown. I was like, hey, so I'm gonna. <laughs> Yo, you'll hire. Yeah, me. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be moving there, and you know, so and so months. Do I need to send you a resume? And it just, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was gonna be. Because I didn't have any, I didn't have like a roommate that I was going to move in with. I didn't, it, it was just. Right. It was going blind. Yeah. It was, it just wasn't going to happen. So mm-hmm. I decided to move home instead uh, back in uh, Lake Wiley, South Carolina. And oh, nice. Close to Charlotte. Yeah. And this was right before the boom like happened in the Southeast uh, with like right. Iron Man and. Uh, homeland and you know mm-hmm. all the like they they had the tax credit at the time yeah mm-hmm. so it kind of it worked out going back home getting headshots done getting uh signing up for acting classes then getting my first agent which i'm who i'm still with to this day my southeast agent ara that's awesome mm-hmm. and yeah i i can't i don't know where i would have been had i gone to chicago it just it might not have worked out uh I just, yeah. I, the boom was happening in the Southeast and I wasn't even aware that that was happening. And right. I just happened yeah. to luck into it. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that yeah. was the beginning. That's how the, uh, that's how my acting career started, I guess. That's amazing. It seems like a lot of people from Chicago in terms of acting 
do a lot of comedy type stuff. I always feel like mm-hmm. that's who I hear coming out of Chicago. Yeah, like Second City. Always Second stuff. City. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I and I think a lot of there was some improv people in college and but also uh a lot of plays, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I mean my first I was gonna, you know, become a professional actor and be like in plays. That was yeah. but I think it's really hard to I mean, for one thing, it's hard to make a living doing plays. I mean, even sure. even in Broadway, yeah. like Laura Linney told mm-hmm. me in the first season of Ozark, you know, she was like, yeah, so I'm going on uh, Broadway after we're done with season one. Going to be in Little Foxes, which was awesome. I went right. to go see her uh, and Cynthia Nixon was in that. Okay. And she was amazing. But she told me, mm-hmm. she's like, Kevin, I don't I don't do Broadway for the money. I, I do it for the love because after yeah. after commission and you know all that stuff it's I can't remember the exact number she gave me but I was like really wow that for <laughs> yeah, Laura shocking Laura freaking Lenny she's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow wow yeah I uh I kind of get that vibe too from theater as well as that it's really for you got to be in it for the love of doing theater because I, I've heard the money is just not there for it. Yeah. And that's interesting that, you know, you got into acting and wanted to go into theater, right? You wanted to go straight into theater. Was that your intention? Was uh, film or TV on your mind at that point? I didn't know much about uh, the business still. And mm-hmm. I I mean, I did a film in high uh, in college it never got made but mm-hmm. i had the footage i still probably have it somewhere and i used that footage <laughs> to to sign with my my southeast agent at the time cuz i didn't have a yeah. a reel and right. i didn't know what uh-huh. a reel was right. so i i had that footage to give him and he was like yeah man i, I signed you uh, based on that that footage it looked it looked uh it was raw it it looked like uh you know i could i could make some money off of you <laughs> at some point <laughs> yeah because any good agent will yeah. tell you that that is you know they'll be honest with you and they'll be like yeah yeah i that's am trying to you know if, if can i make money off of you is you know why mm-hmm. that's obviously that's going to be number one i'll help you yeah. but help me first mm-hmm. yeah you scratch my back i'll scratch yeah. yours yeah, that's awesome. Uh man, I could I could talk to you forever about Clemson. You were <laughs> sitting there talking about the black box and all that. The, like I'm sure you know the hinge and all that. Oh yeah. But that's awesome. Who was uh I'm just curious, who was your acting teacher at Clemson? Uh Carrie Ann Collins. Carrie. Okay. Well, Carrie Ann uh Powell now. She's uh Powell. She's actually married uh to well uh grayson powell is a, one of my really good friends um and we took mm-hmm. the acting class together mm. and you know after they after he graduated they they just kind of connected yeah huh. and we've been we've all been good friends they live in new york slash boston very cool yeah and also uh the interest of going to chicago what sparked that was that you said a lot of people were going to chicago were there people that you knew from uh clemson that were going or was it just more of the uh the flow of energy was going towards chicago i was hearing around uh well the hinge (laughs) yeah that a lot of people uh that was 
their next destination. And I just kind of like to go with the flow. I guess all right. Well, I mean, yeah. these these people are really freaking talented. Uh, and they got to know what's they, up. Yeah, <laughs> they were being they were getting cast in all these shows and you know at Clemson. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess Chicago is a place to be. And so the first few years of getting out of college and being in the industry, what was that like? Um, it was it was difficult. Uh, yeah, I did kind of get lucky uh, booking my first audition that I got with uh, with Rusty uh, from ARA, mm-hmm. and it was a lottery commercial. I mean, okay. you okay. guys uh, remember the one? Um, it was like an American Idol uh, parody, and people were. Hmm. And Q or Powerballs were they were auditioning to be the next Powerball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I was the cube, so I'm a pow- I'm I'm a cube wanting to be the next Powerball. So mm, therefore, okay. I'm like the odd man out. And it was almost <laughs> like meta because it was my first audition with Mitzi Corrigan and Paige Johnson. May she rest in peace. Awesome woman. Mm-hmm. and my first audition in front of a casting director. And it was literally, that was the, the audition was auditioning, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm going in to be the yeah, next wow. Powerball. So I, me, I'm just <laughs> excited to be in the room. And I had yeah. been taking acting classes uh, with an awesome, awesome teacher who I still take acting classes with, uh, Lon Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. And, and he was always like, use personal objectives, dance with the date that brung you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to lean right into this because this is my first time auditioning for a casting director. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I be happy? And why wouldn't I be just a little nervous because, and a little yeah. naive and also using that energy. Yeah. yeah and I was, uh, and I was supposed to be a cube wanting to be the next Powerball, but I'm not. <laughs> but I don't see anything wrong with that. I, 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 I'm not aware that I don't fit in. I just want to be the uh-huh. next, uh, the next Powerball. And of course, yeah, <laughs> and I booked it. Yeah. Nice. The casting director's like, man, he's really channeling this well. He's doing really good. What the heck? Where's this energy coming from? <laughs> That's awesome. So. Sounds like he did some commercials, commercial work there for some period of time. Obviously, that's probably helping pay the bills more than any narrative work. Talk about the first narrative project. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, my I know my first TV gig, like a SAG TV gig, was One Tree Hill. And okay. It's a I popular was, one. I was super uh, excited when I booked it. Almost didn't go to the audition because... I know I got to say back in the day because I'm like 39 now, but uh, I was I had to go to Wilmington uh, because back then you auditioned in person and then you stayed during, uh, you know, like you went to go get something to eat or whatever. And then you would get a call if you got a call back and then you would have the call back the same exact day. And mm-hmm. I. uh I didn't want to drive to Wilmington by myself. So I, you know, my dad was, I think he had the day off. So I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey dad, do you want to, you want to go down uh, to Wilmington? And I got an audition I got to do. So he was like, yeah, 
Okay. So <laughs> drove to Wilmington, did the audition, but there was this like extra role that they uh, mm-hmm. that they didn't tell I guess you about until you got there. So I did the mm-hmm. first. I did the audition that I had gotten a couple days early. So I had this those sides, yeah. and then uh, I think uh, Tara uh, Tara Feldstein. Uh, that was when she was with the Fincannons. Mm-hmm. She was the one that was uh, that was casting it. Um, and she was like, that's good. Uh, we also got this other role. Uh, we just got it. It's uh, camera, Cameraman, I think is what it was. Just Cameraman. And okay. so I did that audition. And it was literally like three, two, one, and go. Like that was... Mm-hmm. and uh and we're out i think that was those were the lines something like that yeah and that was the <laughs> role that i booked on one tree hill and it ended up being a re- uh, like a recurring role so technically that was my first recurring role uh it was two episodes mm-hmm. i think it was two episodes or three and yeah yeah that was uh that was my first uh like sag gig Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, production assistants, like trailer and all that, you know, mm-hmm. hair and makeup, all that stuff was just totally new to me. You you get to yeah. set and they're like, can we get you any, you know, uh, breakfast, like bacon, eggs? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to pay for That's that? That's hilarious. Part of it. Okay, cool, what cool. Kind of, what kind of power do I possess? Uh, can can I get any breakfast I want? Right. Like, what are we talking? <laughs> are we talking like Egg McMuffin or are we talking like <laughs> a full-on platter? But that's fantastic. So tell me uh, that transition from smaller projects to going to SAG stuff and these bigger projects. Like, tell me about that transition and... Um, yeah, how's that been? How was that like? Well, I mean, I, I was still doing um, some short films uh, when I was also, uh, I think, after One Tree Hill. Because it's always mm-hmm. good to, you know, if you don't have a lot of uh, footage, you know, yeah. uh, short films are a good way to get some of that footage. And mm-hmm. like North Carolina School of the Arts, SCAD. Mm-hmm. Like, or the London Film School. I even did like uh, after shooting the first season of Ozark. I did a, I did like a post-apocalyptic short film ah. called All You Can Carry. Because mm. uh, I was like, well, I want to get on like the Walking Dead universe. I think you know this. It would be have some of that material. Be nice to have some kind of material. So I definitely think doing the short films is, is mm-hmm. good to like help build that reel that you need yeah i think uh also like experience wise it helps you a little bit you know like get your helps you learn uh the process a little bit about uh character development and other such Mm -hmm. like before you jump into uh a huge role like something on ozark or something uh because uh i had a friend of mine who um when i was first starting he told me it's like uh or at least uh maybe it was a he was quoting somebody, but he was pretty much like, imagine giving the keys uh, of a Ferrari to a baby. That's what like giving like a fresh, fresh, fresh actor, a huge role in like a huge feature film or like a, 
a really popular TV series. It's like, you know, you got to learn how to go through the steps and such of uh, certain, just the feeling and experience of being on set, right? Yeah, that's why it's always uh, it's always interesting when people are like, why didn't I book that role? I mean, I could totally, I, I mean, I could be an actor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you go into a hospital and you got to get surgery done, are you going to want to get surgery done from somebody who's fresh out of fresh out of medical school (laughs) probably not yeah that's you'd want to you'd want a track record (laughs) that's what i mean that's the same thing that producers are thinking uh you know and also if they can get like a big name you know uh, Mm -hmm. you're that's they have most producers i think have a list of who they want for a role like the bigger roles and and then you know if you're an up-and-coming actor and you've got some good credits and you're really wanting that one of those big roles and you get to audition for it. You kind of got to hope uh, that, you know, a cer- certain people decide, well, they just don't have the time to do this project because I got another project to do. And then it goes down, yeah. you know, <laughs> it starts going. It'd down. be interesting <laughs> to see, like, how all that works and how, you know, there's so many things that are stacked against you in those situations. It's just nothing. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing you can do about it. It's a lot of luck involved, but if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, eventually, you know, uh, Alexander Skarsgård is going to turn down that one role and it's going to be like, (laughs) Oh, Hey, there's Kenneth Jackson. There's Kevin Johnson. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. boom. Yeah. I think, I think that's one thing uh, many people outside of the industry don't really see it's just the amount of time and effort it takes uh in the industry and just dedication like we were talking about with theater you got to do it for the love of it uh and that's what i've heard from a lot of guests on here and it sounds like you're echoing the same thing it's just it's for the love of it and uh it takes a lot of time but it's just for the enjoyment of acting and being in the process right yeah and i wanted to ask have you you know acting it's popping off. You're doing fantastic. Thank you. Is there anything in your mind as far as like directing, producing projects? I mean, what's what's is there some projects rattling around? Do you got some stuff in the works? I've in the back of my mind, I've thought maybe at some point doing uh, you know, producing or directing, but Jason Bateman has said like it goes like acting is the easiest directing is second (laughs) writing is the hardest like Mm. writing like anybody who can write all all the power to them because that shit is difficult to write (laughs) to write a scene and not give away what the character wants in the scene by their own dialogue and mm-hmm. like, and trusting that what's on the page, that actor is going to, they'll bring something to that, but you don't want to give right. it away in the scene. I mean, that's, that is not yeah, easy. <laughs> it's just super difficult. Yeah. yeah. And anybody who can do it, more power to them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've read, uh, I think I read this, uh, it was a book, it was about writing. And I think it was just called Story. And that was mm-hmm. like mind blowing to see because you would think that 
the first thing you would write would be dialogue. Right. Not the case. Like no. you, you write like it's an outline. Like you, uh, the dialogue's like the like the last thing you write. I think uh, so. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's incredible how some of the movies that you see, and then you look at the scripts online. It's like, man, that is just mm-hmm. a masterpiece. I don't know how they do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love do- yeah. doing awards season when they release all the scripts for those films, and you just hope that somehow you can grab something out of those and like become like that but then you start writing and it's like nope <laughs> that that doesn't just nope. you can't just mathematically calculate that that's a like innate talent that some yeah. people have have you have you guys mm-hmm. seen uh this new thing i'm always on deadline seeing like the new projects and who's being cast yeah there's this new thing it starts on the page is what it's called I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. There's like a new one each, each day. There's a, they'll Hmm. have it starts on the page and you can actually see the pilot for like these newer shows. Like I went and uh, I like to watch a show or a movie and look at the, uh, look at the, uh, look at the script while I'm watching the movie just to see how the actor uh, kind of bends the script to their will, because uh, this is, I guess I'm kind of getting on my soapbox with my own act, my acting teacher. He's like, and he's a writer too. Uh, mm-hmm. The script, he always, he always says it this way. He's like, no matter how you do Romeo and Juliet, no matter how you do it, they're both going to die at the end. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you do it. So yeah, when you, when you go back, like I've watched the Ides of March, like a number right. of times with the script and watching like Paul Giamatti and Ryan Gosling and George Clooney, like just bend the fucking script to their will. And it's just like, man, like just ignoring mm-hmm. uh, punctuation, you know, dot, dot, dot. Uh, what is that called again? The dot, dot, dot. It's because uh, those are in like scripts all the time. Yeah, and, like a continuation yeah. type of thing. And you can't like if you if you if you acknowledge them all, it's going to be hard to to kind of get away from the script if that makes sense. Right. So to live it. Yeah. Yeah. And he like there's this huge monologue that Philip Seymour Hoffman does in the movie, and he and there's you know dot dot dots all over, and I'm looking at the script, I'm watching him, and I'm like, wow, he is just. He he doesn't give a crap about like he the script <laughs> the, the script is great but he is making he's he's ignoring question marks periods um and there's a crazy uh Christopher Walken apparently used to like uh do that like he would get a script and his assistant would take out everybody else's lines periods question marks exclamation points you know, uh, dot, dot, dots, whatever. And, and it would just be like a huge freaking <laughs> block, block text, <laughs> which is extremely difficult to do. Cause I've tried to like for acting classes when I was, you know, memorizing lines, I tried mm-hmm. that and that was a little too extreme for me. So the way I do it now, like, uh, I'll do my lines, you know, in block form, like take out all the punctuation and everything. 
and then yeah. I'll leave the person's line. Uh, I'll and I'll put theirs the exact like with all the periods, all the question mark, all that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a little easier for me to to kind of like yeah. wrap my head around. Uh, so I did that for this season of Ozark, uh, and yeah, I got on set and I felt I, it just you feel more free because you're just kind of. Those periods, those question marks, people, mm-hmm. people don't talk like that. Like you, if you watch yeah, a, yeah. if you watch an interview like on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whatever, it's people are running sentences together all the time. It's like nobody talks mm-hmm. in complete sentences. Yeah. So why should actors? It's on the it's yeah. on the page as a complete sentence. You bring what you bring to it. I could talk about that forever. Yeah. No, I think I think that's a really good point you bring up. Uh, that's something that, man, I'm thinking about. You know, even now I still struggle with it, uh, and I'm probably gonna struggle with it forever. But just whenever I was uh, first trying to memorize lines and get off book, yeah. I would always think about those periods and wait, yeah. was that a question mark and uh, wait, trailing off and then, oh wait, th- I get interrupted here. And so that just would repeat in my mind every time I'm trying to say lines uh, out loud or at least uh, run dialogue with uh, my scene partner. And it would just constantly be in the back of my mind. And my acting teacher, Grant here, he, he constantly talks about how, don't worry about punctuation, any of that sort of stuff. And he he beats us in beats it into us that just forget about punctuation, all that sort of stuff. And the reason he does is because you know sometimes we're you can tell we're learning punctuation, not necessarily uh, what the scene is about and everything about it. So yeah, uh, it's definitely a really good reminder. So I'm glad you bring it up. Yeah, and when you're and when you're on set, like when you actually do the scenes. Now, granted. The sound guy, the direct, the um, oh, oh, not the director, but well, maybe the director too. Script supervisor. Yeah, um, but also like your eight, uh, is it, uh, the cinematographer. You'll hear one of them sometimes say like, "Hey, you, you kind of overlapped so and so's dialogue." So mm-hmm. those are things. But like an acting class, I mean, you you need to be able to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because it it frees you up and you don't feel so stifled. Now, when you get right. on set, you know, that's uh, those are things for technical reasons sometimes. Yeah. Now, you, you see a lot of times in TV shows, like if it's a if it's a certain like if it's a two shot or you can kind of overlap dialogue there probably if you need to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. like if you're if it's a it's close up and then it goes to close up to somebody else, if you're mm-hmm. talking and then but the shot's not on you, it could yeah. kind of screw it'll i don't know it'll maybe screw things up a little yeah. bit so yeah technical reasons you would want to you know not overlap there because i've done that in ozark sometimes uh with Laura, jason or julia and, and they do the same thing to other you know and it's like we got to get that dialogue clean so yeah okay cool well nice yeah, yeah. good good to know i found like when directing things, sometimes you got your script there and you're like going through it and you're like, oh, yeah, they're getting the words, they're getting the words. All right, mm-hmm. short beat there, got it. And then they kind of start doing their own thing. And I'm like, that was way better. 
I wrote this and I was wrong. Like, unless you're Aaron Sorkin, where like every word he right. has down, like, and he knows it's going to work. I think a lot of directors would let a lot of that stuff go if it sounds better. And, you know, someone might tell him, hey, they missed putting an and in right there or they didn't yeah, I mean, say that quite right. And it's like, okay, but like this is better. So let's go with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, I barely, uh, you know, on, I mean, they have, they're pretty cool on Ozark. Uh, you know, I mean, if you miss ands, these, and you don't, you know, those little things. Mm-hmm. The, our script supervisor, who's awesome, uh, she, you know, she, I mean, she doesn't really mention those things, but like, if it's something important yeah. to them and you leave it out, <laughs> well, of course, like, Pam's going to come up to him and be like, hey, Kevin, you, uh, dot, 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 you forgot. Yeah, just so you know, that's line. Okay. All right. Yeah, you forgot Thanks. to talk about the dead body in the yeah. trunk. <laughs> yeah. so. Kind of important. <laughs> you just completely. Brushed over the glanced dead body. over it. You just went straight in and talking about McDonald's. Like I yeah. need you to at least reference it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. So we have danced around Ozark quite a bit and mm-hmm. talk about because you know I think you'd probably had some experience with this, like One Tree Hill, some maybe bigger projects. Like you got the role, and that's. An exciting feeling, but getting on Ozark, and I think all of us here are huge fans of Jason Bateman, like for a number of yeah. reasons. Yeah, he's. Amazing. But you're like standing across from him. What's that experience <laughs> like? It. I mean, at first it was surreal, but I got to meet Jason and Laura at the table read in season one. Uh, so, kind of got the jitters out of the way. And they were super nice. Uh, got to meet uh, Julia too, um, although we didn't really we didn't get to do anything in season one. Right. So I didn't really get to know her until season two, and she's a total sweetheart, badass on, you oh, know, yeah. on on screen. Gives Sam a lot of shit. Um, yeah. And I I think it's I think it's amazing. It's it's just it's comedy gold sometimes and. Yeah. Great for the great for the real. <laughs> but yeah, it's just amazing getting to work with Jason because especially in the first season, he directed me in my first episode. Mm. Oh, cool. And he is definitely an actor's director. Like he yeah. had he has a you know, he has a plan. He has like like what he's looking for. But then, you know, he lets you play within the sandbox uh, and kind of, you know, bring what you bring to the table. Like, I remember uh, the very first scene where Laura shows up at my real estate office. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you think something's going on because you hear, like, moaning. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I, I just lean my head back. So you think. Something's happening. You're not sure what's happening, mm-hmm. but it's adult. At least you think that. Right. And then you see the dog with the, you know, licking peanut butter off my toes. And <laughs> I knew, I knew when I, because I did that scene in the audition too. Uh-huh. I knew when this came out, I was like, this could 
I think this could be this could be really good for my career. I, and if, because people are going to remember this scene, right? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> five plus years later, can't believe it's been that long, but yeah, mm. people still remember that scene, yep. and it's it's funny. And there was some improv there uh, because Jason, he was like, I, I think because on the script it just says, I don't even think it says what he's doing. Like when he's mm-hmm. moaning, it just says he's moaning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, man, just have fun with that because what they think is happening is something else. So take yeah. that and use that. So he's like, and I was like, all right, okay. So I just start thinking, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, you know what to do. Just gobble it up. There you go. Oh, and then you, know, and you, see, <laughs> and you see the dog and and it's like, oh, but even then, even after you see the dog, there are still people out there that think that that dog was doing something else. And mm. I'm like, how, how would I pull my pants up or whatever if you think that's happening in, in that yeah. amount of time. And also, you see the peanut butter. You see it, it. Maybe the shot's a little quick, and maybe that's why people don't see it because it was mm-hmm. so difficult to get the dog to lick the peanut butter off the toes because she, yeah. Yeah, she would come out and she, you know, the, the camera crew was there and she she just didn't because the handler, her handler was underneath the desk waiting mm. for the cue to send the yeah. dog out to to lick the peanut butter off the toes. And we eventually got those, you know, we got the shot. Yeah. But it was a quick, like, the dog didn't really do, it didn't want to lick the peanut butter too long. <laughs> because it was also freaked out about everything. Yeah. And then, you know, I scooped the dog up in my hand. And yeah, it was comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah i uh i think that's great that you know these this uh these many years on that that still sticks with you and even still you know years on yeah I've <laughs> people had, I've will had, still be like yo peanut butter toes i've had some dog. good uh i've had some funny moments but yeah that one is definitely is the usually the go-to that one or you know, my mom getting hit by the truck. Like those mm, two yeah. people definitely remember. They're like, oh man. Oh, your mom got hit by the truck. Yeah, she did. Because she, <laughs> she was not paying attention. Mm. Shame on her. Both ways. <laughs> did you or could you have anticipated the character arc that Sam went through as the seasons progressed? Because he, you know, starts out kind of like willing, I guess. Like, okay, uh, maybe I'll help out. Like, just a nice guy, maybe a little awkward, whatever it is. And yeah, now like, you know, you're in it. Like, you're uh, an assistant to all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, when I got the audition, I put it down, felt good about it, sent it in. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna be myself in this scene. I'm gonna take my acting teachers words to heart and just you know be myself and see and see if they like it felt good about it then i found out that they were gonna they were wanting to uh to go with somebody older so i mm. said 
I said, all right, well, hey, this I am totally used to rejection. Yeah. This is not the first time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get them next time. There's so many projects <laughs> out there. And yeah. uh, I was driving back to Charlotte because I, I lived in Atlanta already mm-hmm. for a callback for a short film. And my agent called me and he was like, hey, they want to book you for Ozark. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Because and I had also auditioned for two different roles. So I wasn't sure. I mean, Sam was the one I wanted. Like that was yeah, yeah, really what I wanted. And he was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they want to book you for the role of Sam. And I was super, super thrilled. So obviously my mind was somewhere else when I was at the the short film. Uh, uh-huh. Even though, I, I mean, I think I did an okay job with it. But obviously yeah. I was I was super excited yeah. about hearing that. So that's where my mind was. And, and I didn't even know like the difference between guest star and co-star still. And I was like years into mm-hmm. the game. Uh, I should have known that by now. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. <laughs> and because it was originally co-star recurring two to three episodes, I think is what is what it said. Mm-hmm. And Tara and Chase got it bumped up to guest star um, before I even started shooting. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. So I'm getting I'm getting guest star. Well, that's nice. Uh, and I was yeah. getting paid over scale, which is oh okay mm, all right well bad, good to know um and uh i just had this feeling when we when i was shooting like the first and like second day i was like this thing i i feel like maybe there's a little naivete in me and maybe i just have that feeling but it's not you know it's not legitimate mm-hmm. but I also I feel like maybe I manifested it not even realizing it. And yeah, it's just I think the second day I was doing a scene where I was showing uh Wendy like the different houses. It was like a montage of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Allison Feltz, who executive produced the first two seasons, was one of the head writers, she was writing episode seven. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting behind me, like in Video Village, because I was kind of watching the playback. Yeah. And she goes, "Hey, my name's Allison. Uh, I'm uh, I'm one of the writers on the show." I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Kevin." And she's like, "Yeah, so I'm writing episode seven right now, and I'm writing a scene uh, with you and your mom." Okay, so <laughs> we've gone. No, we've gone from two to three episodes to you getting to meet Sam's mom. Meaning there's an actual breakdown out there that somebody auditioned to play my mom in a show. That Mm -hmm. was a really cool feeling. Uh, And I just had this, I just had this feeling that it like that this character was going to be around for a while. And, you know, it just, uh, it happened to work out and Mm -hmm. everybody just loves Sam yeah. Or hates him. Who you know? Either way, they love to, they love <laughs> they to see yeah, the trauma or whatever he goes through on set or on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's going to be an, an amazing feeling. Is talking with the writer about a future episode that you're going to be in and uh, all the possibilities that could happen with your character. That's that's uh, that's got to be unexplicable. Always, honestly. always be present on set. Never be like a fly on the, like. You know, you're on set, 
have a good time. Don't be that weirdo that just dr- walks off or something or ask weird, weird questions. <laughs> but just be, you know, it's a col- it's a collaborative process, and yeah. you're part of the crew. You're part of the family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely, act like it, and and they'll want to keep you around because if they love working with you, then they're going to keep writing more scenes for you. Yeah, yeah. And it just and that's what's happened, and it's been. It's been a blessing, man. And you guys are currently filming. I think we can say that, right? Yes, we can. Yeah, we've uh, we've been filming <laughs> uh, since late October, and we're gonna be filming for a little while because it's like fourteen episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be the last season, which is not a show. I think that's been on. You know, right. that's already been out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Netflix is going to give us 14 episodes, so we're going to have the first seven come out first, and then the next seven later. I don't think okay. there's going to be a huge break in between those, because I think that would people would just be freaked out be about right, that. Like, yeah. come on, what? Yeah. Come on. How could you do this to <laughs> us? Yeah. So I don't think there's going to be a huge break in between. We don't have a date yet, but I'm sure something is I'm sure there will be an announcement at some mm-hmm. point soon. Yeah. It's going nice. to, I, I tell people we're going out with a bang. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure. How many episodes <laughs> were in the other seasons? Was it 10? 10. Mm-hmm. So a little bit bigger split in two parts. Yeah. So since we didn't get a fifth season, Netflix was like, you get 14 episodes. So yeah, that way the writers, creators can you know get to where they want to get to and i think they've always had the ending mm-hmm. um in mind yeah it was just filling in the middle you know how we how do we get to this and yeah i think everybody's going to be super super happy with how we end things and i think that's why the show is so great because it felt like there was always an end point there's a lot of shows that start and then they're like, well, let's see how long we can milk this. And then it's like 15 seasons and <laughs> you don't even know these characters anymore. Well, yeah. they well they wanted to, uh, like the very first episode, the pilot, they wanted that to be a standalone episode. And mm. by itself, it's its, own, it's its own thing. Yeah. And they wanted, that was how they wanted the first season to be. Like you could watch one episode without watching another episode and kind of extrapolate what was going on. What happened Mm -hmm. previously. Yeah, because they weren't sure. I don't think they were sure that they were going to get a second season. But man, after after I watched the first season and saw like the buzz and all that, I was like, we're definitely getting a second season. But again, (laughs) but again, that's my naivete. Mm -hmm. Manifesting things, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a show that I watched last year, or I guess last year, Outer Banks, I kind of had that happen, you know? Yeah. Maybe they had yeah, a that. season two in the plan, but like the fans really were like, season two is happening. And they're like, Yeah, yes, that's a is. huge show right now. Yeah, it's big. So we talked to another guest that had some success early on in her career, and then there's like, 
from that, what do you do next? And there's kind of a slump and mm-hmm. it was difficult to deal with. Have you found that being on Ozark has really opened up a lot of doors for you to kind of move into other areas or has there been still kind of a struggle to see what is next? So it's up, it, it goes up and down. Uh, like it's definitely without Ozark, I wouldn't have an agent in LA and a manager in LA. So that mm-hmm. that's definitely helped, but you're also, you know, you're, you're going up, up against some like heavy hitters when you're auditioning for series regs and, and, you know, heavy guest star recurring, um, like, for example, uh, I wasn't able to do the audition, but I got an mm-hmm. audition for Succession, the new season. Mm-hmm. And, it was, uh, and it was going to interfere uh, with Ozark because they, they switched the dates. And also, I had gotten COVID, uh, unfortunately. Um, mm. So, But if I didn't get COVID, I was going to be shooting Ozark. So, because of the new dates, it wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have matched. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't, yeah. Have, it just wouldn't happen. And then I found out who booked the role and it was Alexander Skarsgård. Wow. So, ah. so, you know, I mean, that's, so you're going up against some heavy hitters and it's, uh, it's, uh, you just, but it's good like to play in that ball field, you know, in yeah. your career. Cause, uh, it's, it's, it, it keeps you on your toes, um, but uh, it mentally, you definitely have to check yourself because it can really, really drain you. Um, like, like I'll go weeks and weeks without an audition, and you know I contact my managers and my agents and like, it's you know uh, what's up, anything, yeah, anything coming in. down, <laughs> anything coming down the pipeline. Um, <laughs> So you just never know what casting directors are looking for. Uh, and this, I know it's cliche, but this is a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta just keep plugging away and things will eventually happen. Um, I find it helps to, uh, a, an actor friend of mine, told me that he does this. So I've been doing this uh, for the last couple months. Like if there's something that you want in your, uh, you know, in life in general, uh, put it in the present when you, you know, like when you say what you're grateful and thankful for, along with the things that you are, that, that are happening. But if you're like, I'm grateful and thankful that I'm a series regular on uh, a, a hit show. Now, I'm not a series regular, but if I put it in the present mm-hmm. and if I and if I can even uh, like like maybe in my head have that phone call with that my man because I've done this like, yeah, like where my manager calls me and he's like, hey, Kevin, so uh Got some good news for you. Got the whole team with me. Uh, we just want to <laughs> congratulate you that uh, that yeah, you're. They really liked your audition for so and so, and you're moving forward with producers. And it looks like uh, they want you. Uh, they're checking your availability, like making it as real as possible, yeah. like how it would actually be. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can't help but smile because you're seeing it in your head, 
and you're creating that positive energy because everything is energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, do you want to give it the negative energy or you want to give it the positive energy because you have all that control. Yeah. Right. So that's a good way to keep your, you know, to stay positive about things when, when things aren't happening. And I always go back to, um, there's a, there's a YouTube clip where Brian Cranston was doing, uh, like a Q and a, and somebody asked him like, what do you do? Uh, you know, if you're not getting, if you're just not getting any roles, like you're, it's just not happening. And he goes, well, you got to change your mentality. Like, uh, when you're going into an audition, going into the audition is the job. Getting mm-hmm. getting the role is like the icing on the cake. Mm. Yeah. I love that. So it's like a mental switch. And that frees you up so you're not feeling all this pressure that, you know, oh, my God, I need that job. I need that job. Please. Because yeah. casting directors, they can they smell desperation from a mile away. <laughs> so, yeah, you just got to yeah. just got to change that mentality. And, and then that way you can also like, you can be happy when your friends book things mm-hmm. because it's like, I think Brian Cranston says, it's almost like you found a wallet, you know, and you open it up and there's your friend's ID, you know, not yours. So, mm-hmm. You give it, you can give it to your friend. Like, hey, this is for you. This is yours, not mine. It's yours. I'm happy Mm -hmm. that I was able to find it. And now it's yours. You know, so I didn't do that as good as Brian Cranston did. But Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a tough bar. No, definitely. (laughs) I think that's something. I mean, it, it goes for all walks of life, honestly. Whatever industry you're in, whatever you're doing, like having that uh, positive mentality when approaching a lot of things and just being grateful, I think, is yeah. a great it's great advice to give. And I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, I think that even the, the way I put it when I was talking to my uh, agent that I just recently got, I was like, I just want to be in contention. I just want to be in the race. You know, I want, I don't want to be sitting on the sidelines. So even if I were to just get, you know, an audition for something, I'm just happy I got the audition. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, yeah. If you're getting like one or two auditions a week, like, uh, like good auditions, Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, Um, that's, that's what you want. That's why when you're not getting auditions for two to three weeks, it can get a little frustrating and that's why Mm -hmm. you have to kind of do whatever you can to help get your mind out of that, like out of the negative. There's no, there's no right way, whatever Mm -hmm. works, because if you don't, this business will, will will eat you alive and you don't want it to do that. Cause I feel like the bit, like not people, but the business itself is waiting for you to just like give up. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, all right, well, what is he ever going to give up? Is she ever going to give up? Mm-hmm. And because there are people, unfortunately, that will, you know, give up. And yeah, but then the other people who stick around, you know, that's, that's where uh, the cream was the cream rises to yeah. the top or whatever. Now, the yeah. Breaks, yeah. So Morgan Freeman, yeah. took, he, I mean, he, he didn't get 
famous until like he was in his 40s or something i think or maybe yeah. even later like there's driving just, miss daisy i believe yeah there's yeah. no there's no set path there's it's it's not a science yeah. there's no there's no magic bullet you know yeah. Yeah. i think i think that goes back to the point you made earlier like me when i started uh in acting uh i was a sophomore at clemson and mm-hmm. so i was i started then and even then i that's was about like man same time me yeah that's when i uh, i was like i should have i should have started way younger i'm like man i'm i'm too old for this right now <laughs> no you that's, no that's perfect yeah 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 so and, and that's what everyone says and i'm like thinking back now i'm like no nah. and even now i'm like of course i'm being just crazy but yeah just thinking back to uh starting when you did i think is uh just it doesn't matter when you start and it, honestly it goes back to what you were saying most the entire episode is just it's not about chasing fame it's about enjoying what you're doing yeah because <laughs> if you enjoy what you're doing good things will happen because you're enjoying the entire ride you're not just chasing that you know uh getting a feature film like headlined name on a project you're you're there for the fun of it and like you said standing on set is just enjoying what's around you and the entire process not just uh the point one percent of <laughs> what the entirety is yeah yeah i like to think about how the best projects probably still ahead and by using that you kind of just even if you've had great stuff like you've had ozark that's fantastic and we've all mm-hmm. done things that we've loved but like the best is yet to come still. Like that's an exciting thought mm-hmm. to kind of yeah. keep in the back of your mind as you're trying to get to whatever that might be. And Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of what we like to talk about on here is how people progress because it's a journey. It's such mm-hmm. a long process. And mm-hmm. it's just like in sports. I mean, you see people that are amazing. It's like, well, they spent 20 years getting good at it. Yeah, I mean, the older the older you get, the more life experience you get, which is also going to help, you know, when you do your auditions, because you'll you'll have more to bring to the table each each time. I mean, yeah, like I, you know, let's see, I started uh, bad at math here, but if I started in 2008, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think born in 82, 2008. What is that? That's uh, oh, man. 26 Wait, mm-hmm. 26 I think yeah that's 26 yeah. yeah so if I started at the age of 26 <laughs> or around there alright Trey, Trey <laughs> let's just say he's the engineer here so any math questions let's direct them to Trey please um, well you go from 26 to 39 <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of life experiences yeah and you just yeah so it's life experiences definitely help I just want to bring up real quick, you know, you said you got into uh, Clemson with a major that was just not uh, anywhere near computer science, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was nowhere near acting. It was almost the exact opposite. Uh, <laughs> it's very ones and zeros. Yeah. Um, I I 
got accepted to Clemson for mechanical engineering. Okay, yeah. As soon as I heard uh, the people at the orientation talking about failing calculus three times in a row, I was like, okay, where do I change my major? (laughs) Because I was like, I am not mathematically gifted. I can tell you that Calculus is no bueno. Yeah. (laughs) I, I did many a tutor session with early on with calculus and mm-hmm. i was like man this is my first semester well this ain't good no nope. this is not a good this is not a good sign if i'm already taking if i'm already having to be tutored for mm-hmm. for a class yeah so yeah it's it's time to switch it up trey's over here like big brain he he, he was the tutor yeah, right. <laughs> it's tough in hindsight i always talk about just having not gone to engineering and doing that and straight into filmmaking but everyone's mm-hmm. got their path and you end up <laughs> where right. you're supposed to be no matter what so yeah as we wrap things up uh we always like to ask because we're trying to help like look back and bring up the other folks behind us and i think that's really important we both do sure. and what's a little tidbit maybe you haven't talked about that an actor coming up could grab and really hold on to as they try and get into this stuff. Hold on, let me get my pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that I haven't already mentioned, huh? He's wow. he's dropped a lot of bombs yeah, here, all right? He's dropped a lot of wisdom here, bombs. So there's a lot of good stuff already out there. <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, don't try to be something that you think the casting directors want you to be. Like mm-hmm. if you like you, and I, you know, I still struggle with it sometimes. Like you see those breakdowns and you just can't help but be like, all right, well, this is what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. It's you want to bring you to the table because only right. you can be you. Like there's only one yeah. you. So why, why hide that? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know is that that's <laughs> is awesome. that good no that's that's really good yeah. i think I, I think that's really good because i think you know it's a lot of uh people i would think i think acting is just being the exact opposite of who you are but bringing your own qualities quirks and personality to a character is way easier and it's way more it makes it a lot more uh believable and uh, just fulfilling as the character. Yeah. I think. I mean, when, when you're good, like, you know, your strategies that you use in scenes, if you, you know, if Kevin doesn't use those strategies in real life and he's never mm-hmm. really, you know, tried to uh, use them in acting class, maybe because that's what acting class is for. So you can build your strategies. Yeah. But if you're trying to use something that's, that you don't, have a good grasp on then it's going to come off as acting and you don't want they don't want to see how the sausage is made they just want to see <laughs> the, so to speak they they want to see like the that. nice 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 hot dog in a bun and like that's yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah. nice really analogy good. right i love that i love that analogy it's really good today. <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog in the bun analogy i'm gonna keep that in my back pocket yeah. Bam. for a rainy day uh, but that's fantastic. Kevin, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and talking Absolutely. to us, giving us your time. Really means a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you. 
also, have you been watching anything that we should be watching? Oh, yeah. Um, Tell us, what should we be watching? Let's see. God, there's so many. Uh, you, you have Apple TV? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. What? Uh, the Morning Show was incredible. Yes. Mm. Ted Lasso. Yep. Is <laughs> just the pinnacle of like comedy, drama. Like it's just, if you love Scrubs back in the day, same creator. Yeah. Uh, so definitely recommend Ted Lasso. It's already gotten picked up for a third season and the second mm. season doesn't even come out till July 23rd. Um, I talk about Ted Lasso about every other day. Yep. It's crazy over here. I'm <laughs> talking about Ted. <laughs> it's so good. I was in doubt. Like I love Mumford and Sons. So yep. I love the fact that that is their theme song. And mm-hmm. then the scene where, uh, you know, one of their one of their hit like kind of heartbreak songs is playing. Yes. Ken, have you have you seen Ted Lasso already? Ken? Oh yeah. I've not. Oh I've, shoot. I haven't. Oh you have. Oh shoot. I All right. Have well, not. We, I don't want to ruin Dang. it. Man. Oh yeah. man. Almost... I'll take the earbuds off for a second and then just <laughs> skip past this part of the uh, episode when I'm listening. Almost to it. committed a party foul here. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't want to do that. It's too good of a show to. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. To get I've away. heard it's fantastic. I need to get around to it. I need to get. Uh, I'll give you my the, Apple uh, TV login. We'll get you in there. Never mind, Trey. You've got me. Thanks, brother. <laughs> oh, and the mayor of Easttown from on HBO. Uh, yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard awesome. good things. Yeah, and it's uh, it's all uh, I watched it like as it came out each week, but now they're all there. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. amazing. Evan Peters is in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Jean Jean Smart, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. She's incredible, which there's also an awesome show called Hacks that's on HBO. It's mm-hmm. a comedy drama, and she plays like uh, this comedian who's been around for a while, and she needs a new writer. So mm-hmm. this writer, uh, they're they're rep by the same people, and this writer yeah. has been blackballed uh, uh, from other jobs because something she put on social media. So mm-hmm. they're that's like, hey. Relevant. So and so needs a uh, you know a new writer. You need a job. Go help her out in Vegas. They don't get along at first, but then you know things happen, and it's it's just a great it's a great show. I, I definitely re- recommend that one too. There's nice. so many shows I could yeah. go on. Good lord. Yeah. How long do we I have? I love these here? recommendations. <laughs> I love the recommendations. Yeah. Kevin, where where can people find you? Where, where can people find you on online? Yeah. Where can people stalk you? On Twitter, <laughs> you can stalk me at capital K, uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. underscore L. Maybe you don't have to do the under. Maybe you don't have to do the capital, but Kevin underscore L underscore Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on Instagram, still don't have the blue check on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Come on. I, it. I know, right? Uh you can find me on Instagram at the Kevin L Johnson. You know when mm. you put a the before it that you're legit. I had I was gonna put <laughs> just Kevin L Johnson, but it was already taken. Ah, we gotta so track I was like, him All down. All right, well, I gotta put the. It's like I when you want to get your website and then it's taken, and you're like, "Who's got this website?" Actually, nah, you've already done it with Twitter. I use underscores for mine, so yeah, I don't know. 
Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to chat with us, and it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, guys, this was fun. We got to talk about a lot of stuff. This is the last episode of our season two, so it's kind of a big deal to get you on here, to be honest. So yeah, it's thrilling. going out with the bang. You're too, <laughs> you're too kind, guys. One day you're going to be taking the role from Alexander Skarsgård, so I mean... Mm-hmm. That's where we're, we're going to keep this one uh, lo- loaded for a. Uh, oh, hey, if you didn't know, we had an episode <laughs> with Kevin Johnson uh, a while back, aka a year ago. There we go, putting it into the present. That's right, put it out into the universe. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks, guys. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I know it was, uh, it's been difficult, like pandemic, you know, shooting projects and just, you know, all right everyone hopefully you enjoyed that episode i know you did there's no lie it's a really good episode kevin you, the man we can talk to him forever honestly after we stopped the episode we talked for another like 10 minutes yeah just about the industry and acting and everything yeah it was a great conversation and we hope that you guys could grab something from it even if you're not an actor i think there's a lot there to take away and we feel like it's a great way to end the season and to round things out before we go into a little bit of a break yeah yeah so we'll be on a hiatus for a few weeks and when we come back from the hiatus we will be in a little bit of a different format perhaps with a little bit of a new branding set up Mm. so teasing some of that now stay tuned keep your eyes peeled yes yep and we will be back with a new format and this format will be a little bit more feasible for us as a podcast still getting the wheels rolling on this we don't see this as a sprint we see this as a marathon and uh to be able to continue to bring content to you all at the pace that we feel and continually go on about our lives in the industry as well as just personal lives giving us enough time we're going to we're going to be coming back with a bi-weekly release schedule this will be a little bit it'll be a, a lot more feasible uh for our working schedules and also allow us enough time to bring amazing content to you all yes and in the meantime you can go back and listen to two seasons of episodes on any platform that you fancy. We're over at Spotify, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher. So there's really no excuse why you shouldn't be caught up on episodes. Trey, you want to know something wild? What's that, Ken? It's wild that some people here have not hit that follow button just yet. That is peculiar it's to very me. Very interesting. Very interesting here. I'm Especially since it's so easy. Yeah. It's just a single click. It's just a really easy click of the click of the uh, either your finger or the mouse. Um but no, definitely follow us. Uh we're going to continue to release more and more episodes and continue to improve our content as we go and you know, we'd love to have you along for the ride and would enjoy your input. Let us know. 
let us know. You can email us at cinevibescast at gmail.com for some more top-notch content and ask Trey to sing for us <laughs> maybe once on the podcast. That would be fantastic. You can hit us up at Insta at the Cinevibes and let us know what your favorite Marvel character is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can let us know how much you love Kevin Johnson. Yes, let us know what we should review next movies that you'd like to see us review we'll pull those and get back with you we want to thank you so much for being here with us and we want to thank you for being along for this ride called two seasons two seasons down we appreciate it two seasons Trey can you believe it it's been a wild ride man spectacular and we would not be here without you all and your constant support so thank you yes truly thank thank you. you And with that being said, Trey, we are out.